Hello, I'm John Steele of Cafe Direct, and this is the Building Better Business podcast, a podcast that examines how business can and needs to be more than just making money. Unraveling how we create new business models to better serve our communities and the environment. This really is the future of how we'll do business and how we can all play a part. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do write us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference. And to say thank you, the first 50 reviewers will receive a £10 voucher to spend on our delicious speciality coffee at Cafe Direct's London Fields Roastery. Just send photos of your subscription and review to podcast at cafedirect.co.uk by midnight on the 21st of November 2021. Today I'm speaking with Kate Sandal, Director of Programmes and Engagement from B-Lab. B-Lab is transforming the global economy to benefit all people, communities and the planet. They're a leader in economic systems change and their global network creates standards, policies and tools for business. Also, they certify companies known as B-Cores who are leading the way. Kate will emphasize that our planet's challenges such as the climate emergency, racial injustice and social inequality are all man-made. And it's business as the most influential man-made power that can address these challenges. Kate foresees that unless businesses recognize this power and their own impact, then they and their people will not be around in the future. Lovely to see you. And we're going to talk B Corps, I think, today, aren't we, really? Have you been there since the very beginning in the UK? It feels like you have. Yeah. So I was at the launch party, but not part of the launch party. Was the the kind of first full-time employee that they brought on. Well, apart from the exec director, Katie Hill was was there first. So tell us a bit about B Corps as a movement and sort of why it started. And I suppose two questions in one. Also, where do you want to get to with B Corps? Yeah, God. Okay. Very big questions. I will take them one by one, maybe, and maybe some of the answers will come out of that last part of the question. So it's been going from strength to strength, as I'm sure you would have experienced over the last couple of years. It started back in North America, back in 2007. Three founders who had run a business and through kind of no fault of their own had to sell it. And they, as you would expect from the B-Lab founders, had everything in place that you think. So whether it's policies and practices, it's good relationships with supply chains, whether it's kind of good relationships with their workers, everything like that was was in place. And they sold the business. And within, I want to say three months, that might be a bit ambitious, but with three months, everything had been undone. Those relationships hadn't been maintained. The policies the practices had changed. And they walked away and thought, we could set up another business or we could try and create something that allows businesses to behave in a certain way, to align their values with a way of doing business and ensuring that people and the planet are looked after as a result of doing that business. And that's kind of how B-Lab and and the B Corporation movement was formed many, many years ago and has slowly grown all over the world. It's, you know, North America, naturally, uh, and then down to Latin America, actually, we have an arm called Sistema Bay. And then it's kind of moved over across kind of to Australia, New Zealand, Europe. I'm doing this in order, actually, of launch, uh, the mainland Europe, continental Europe, and then UK, 
awkwardly. We've always been separate and then kind of spreading to, to East Africa and also across Asia as well now. So it's amazing, this growth. And also importantly, it's grown as a result of demand of people coming to the kind of the HQ and saying, we want this movement here. How do we make it happen? And, and kind of how you, can you support me rather than intentionally, you know, growing where potentially the there's a bit more friction and actually it's it's homegrown rather than anything else, which I think is important these days. It's wonderful to hear how it started and why it started, isn't it? To say there's no point starting another business, let's start a, a way of making business stay at, at doing what it's meant to be doing and, and keeping focused on people and planet is is a wonderful um, start to, to be core. And what I love about that is, as well, or your second point is, it's quite clear and it's felt like this to me is, it's just naturally growing as people learn about it and they think about it. And, and I think it's open source as well, isn't it? So people can go on and understand the nature of it by living and breathing it. Yeah, absolutely. I think the bigger, bolder aim of what they're trying to achieve is kind of this upending shareholder primacy and, and rewriting the rules of capitalism, right? Recognizing that capitalism is great. It's just probably got the wrong operating model. They want to be able to create that change, not just by certifying businesses that are good, ethical and responsible, although they're absolutely key in the B Corp community is at the heart of everything that we do. But what are the other levers that we have in our way to be able to create that change? And so in addition to that certification, you're right, that kind of open sourcing, the B impact assessment, which is the assessment that businesses use to certify, is free for anyone to use. And so we've got, I think, over 100,000 users. There's no commitment. You don't have to certify. You can just use it as a free resource to ask yourself questions. And that's been really key. Well, and it sounds like the, the ambition is quite philosophical. It is about changing the rules of the way business is done, really. The interesting thing there is if we recognise that the planet that we live on has many, many challenges and those challenges undeniably now are man-made, whether that's, you know, the climate emergency, racial injustice, social inequality. And then if you match that with a recognition that the most powerful man-made force on the planet is business. And so how if we can harness business to try and meet some of those challenges then surely we've got a stab at creating that change. And, and that's kind of where it's all rooted from is, is how do we tackle these things and what's at the root of those challenges that we face, the climate emergency and racial and social inequality. And we've come to the conclusion that that's shareholder primacy. So if businesses operated for the benefit of people and planet and their shareholders, then we would be in a way better situation than we are today. You are speaking to the converted in many ways. So, you are yeah. right. mm. It's very true. Cafe Direct, early doors, before us, in fact. Well, I mean, I think the reason we're doing this is to pause after 30 years of running our, our business model to say, you know, how can we make the next 30 years work more powerfully for all of us? So no, it's, it's the reason we're doing this. So you touched on B Core certification and the first point being that it's open source and you've got over 100,000 businesses that are asking the questions. But... What does actually the certification entail after you've enjoyed the open source nature of it and thinking about how your business functions? I never hear the word enjoy. Uh, the be in fact assessment in the same in the same sentence, but there is joy. I'm sure. I'm sure there's joy. What it does is it asks you these really challenging questions, and it does it over five different areas of your business. And to some extent, when people think about sustainability being in a department or um, CSR being in a department, what this kind of brings to light is that every element of your business has a responsibility and has an ability to create 
create change and act sustainably. And so the five areas we ask you about are governance, workers, environment, community and customers. And within that section, we ask you um, questions around kind of your operations. So, so kind of, you know, what are the policies and practices you have in place to support that? But we also ask you about your business model. So is there an element of your business model that is set up to serve um, a, a need or a population that, that are underserved in society? Um, you know, Cafe Directors is a great example of that. Certainly for, for us, it's been wonderful. I mean, I... I was going to ask you about the benefits of B Corp, but you'll probably end up asking me as well. So I'll be very careful here. We've really enjoyed being part of B Corp. I think um, the first thing when I said enjoy the uh, certification process is it is a journey of discovery, isn't it? Because every business sees itself in a certain way. And I think when you when you see your strengths and your weaknesses without looking at in the whole, you don't actually get the right balance. And I think B Corp certification enables you to look at it in such detail and with such consistency that it really does amplify where you're brilliant and where you need to improve and improve substantially so i think it was great to hold that mirror up so i must stop using the word enjoy though because it's getting it's getting under your skin <laughs> no i mean i there's a, there's a lot of joy there's a lot of joy in post certification i think but you're right i think it's it's a great opportunity to reflect on your business and ask yourself those questions that maybe you're like yeah great we're already doing that you know that's that's excellent and actually like my god i haven't even thought about a supplier survey or uh, you know whatever it is introducing a policy and practice this is it's all assumed and we think our employees know but we haven't actually written it down or we haven't been ambitious enough or whatever it is so it's really great in informing and, and reflecting on strategy and, and the direction of the business as well and it doesn't really matter where you are does it it's knowing where you are is the first thing you can't manage what you don't measure so you need to kind of start understanding where you are what you are doing what you're not doing and then how do you kind of improve on that still answering the question i'm meant to be asking you but i'll keep answering i think the other thing that we found was employees really appreciate it i think it's a modern um, kind of movement and i think also because it's a certification of all that you do I think that gives great meaning to employees. And I think it's really helped with the way people feel about the organization they're working for. But I'm going to ask you now, what, what do you see as the benefits of B Corp? Yeah, I think, you know, you're right there. I think being able to kind of pin your flag to the mask and say, look, not only are we meeting a high standard, but we're willing to be independently validated by an external organization to ask those questions, which not many organizations in the past have been that open or enabled that to happen. So I think that's great. And it's a signpost to employees of how you'll behave as well uh, and the expectation of who you are as a business. So I'll talk from a perspective that I think that is a, of a benefit to some extent, which is a huge recognition. We've talked about this quite a bit around kind of impact. And as well as it giving you a baseline and an understanding of your business, it also gives you an opportunity to improve and to recertify every three years. But what we recognize although 80 is the baseline this is what we want businesses to achieve it's out of a lot more than that so it's just over give or take 200 and what we really want businesses to do is improve and to improve year on year and to learn from each other because there's so much knowledge there's so much wealth within this incredible community of companies that how can we bring them together and to share that best practice so we've got working groups around different roles within the organization so whether that's finance directors or people and culture even executive assistants, or whether it's topics that are interesting and challenging, so plastics and packaging, circular economy, regenerative agriculture, or whether it's industries. So how do we challenge the incumbent and the industry that we're in, whether that's travel and tourism, finance and investment, 
And they're kind of different ways of thinking about creating change and coming together because ultimately what you're joining is a community and a community of businesses that are there because they're aligned in their values and they believe in the same thing to some extent. And so how do we enable that community to fruitfully work and flourish and grow through lots of different ways? So there's obviously that best practice sharing that we really want to encourage. There's uh, getting to know businesses locally. So we've got local hubs um, that we have all over the UK where there's kind of a good cluster of B Corps. They can come together and host their own events and get to know each other as different businesses, which is also great. I also think it's quite interesting when it comes to investment for a lot of businesses who are seeking to raise investment or to attract the right kind of um, investors then actually what it enables an investor to know is that you've had someone to go through your business to look at it and you've asked yourself some really tough questions. It's an element of due diligence. But also what we've seen, especially in the last couple of years, is a massive rise in investment houses who are interested in certification or who have certified. And they aren't just impact investors, they're mainstream. And I think that's what's super interesting about this, which is the way that investors are suddenly recognising the importance of the other elements of your business and how you perform and how they influence, you know, before we talked about silos, and I think what B Corp and the certification shows is that first of all, nothing is in silo in your business, everything's interrelated. And on top of that, when we're talking about people, planet and profit, where they're all interconnected. And that's really important to recognise. So that's been an interesting growth area as well. Yeah, no, it's it's a really important point you, you raise, isn't it? Because I was thinking about people and there's no doubt that B Corp is helping businesses attract human capital. And, you know, people who want to be progressive, they want to drive the agenda, they want to um, help change the world we live in. But also it's true of financial capital as well. So hugely exciting, the momentum that is being created and, and B Corp's role in catalyzing that, isn't it really? We're just the party gatherer. Uh, and <laughs> and trying to trying to ensure that you know lots of people are coming together and yeah there's a big shift for us to do there's a big lift but the power is in the community right and I think the most important thing for us is recognizing that we are a very small non-profit and we're not really a lot without our community and they're fundamental to to the change that we can create you touched on climate change a bit earlier on and um, you work with um, Business Declares to launch and encourage businesses to declare a climate emergency and then do something about it as well. You know, how important is the role of business in tackling climate change? Gosh, I think it's fundamental, right? If we recognise that the power is there, I think there's lots of different elements to this and there's kind of whether it's the, the micro and whether it's the person, so the responsibility that every human has in being able to make informed decisions when they can and to change their decision-making patterns, then you've got the business's role and responsibility and then you have, you know, regulation, right? And we need all of it to come together to be able to create change. Business has such a convening power to some extent and it gets tricky, right? If you start talking about, you know, scope one, two and three and three suddenly gets a bit tricky and then you've got kind of even further down the chain. So it's a really hard, hard job and I don't want to undersell it, but there's a huge responsibility to own it, own your impact that you have and what you're responsible for. What do you create as a business and how do you influence the change that enables you and your people to be around in the future. And that's the really the challenge. And I think we, we've we avoided talking about this. And I once heard Simon Sinek speak, one of the probably the last things I attended before, before the pandemic, which was climate change is the wrong PR company, right? We're talking about saving the planet. It's the planet's going to be fine. The planet is will be fine. It's, it's the people who live on the planet who will not be fine. 
And when we reframe that and we recognize actually what we're talking about is the future of business, the future of supply chains, the future of our people to be able to operate and have a license to operate in the future, then actually I think the conversation gets a little bit closer to home. And I think we therefore hopefully will make those tough decisions, those really strategic decisions to start pivoting business, to start changing practice and to start operating differently and to be really bold and ambitious in those targets. So I think it has a huge role. I think let's not forget regulation. You know, everyone has responsibility as a a citizen and it's it's a both and situation when it comes to the climate emergency. I find it very challenging because you, you can see it coming and you know, like many things, a lot of the actions that have been taken have already had impact, which we will feel in years to come. That sometimes makes people not respond as rapidly as needed. And also a lot of people will say, well, what can I do? But um, no, I think the work that B Corps is doing in terms of bringing people to the party and making us clear about what we need to do at the party is, is really so important. In that kind of context, what message would you give to business owners? One, just on on your kind of the party reflection, Toast Ale. We were big fans of Toast Ale. They always, they had a quote who said, well, to save the planet, you've got to throw a better party than the people destroying it. Something like that. Now I've really screwed up the quote. But the idea being, actually, we need to make this something really exciting, really interesting, a place where you want to be. And I think when we're talking about business owners, joining a community of businesses, of businesses who are holding themselves up against the parapet, who are willing to be validated to stand up for something that might be controversial, who aren't perfect. And that's really, really important. Like this isn't about perfection. This isn't about having all the answers because no one does. And so anyone who pretends that they have the answers is is lying, right? Because no one does. And so the message to business leaders is be honest, be transparent, be willing to create change, and just ultimately stepping in to a space where you don't necessarily know what the future is, but actually you're willing to step into it and to be humble with that, which I think is really important. But ambition, that's what we need. Very, very good. The other thing to touch on, which is you know incredibly close to Catherine Heart, is improving people's lives. And uh, how does certification improve lives and ultimately livelihoods across the world as well? Yeah, I think that it's fundamental to what we're trying to achieve. And I think the one thing that B Corp is, it's it's many, many things, but it's an umbrella to some extent, right? It's, it's a certification across the whole of your business. And it does call on lots of different elements, but we also rely on other certifications to positively recognize work that's happening that's that's out of our ability to recognize or influence, right? So whether that's actually fair trade, um, we really recognize that. So people who are recognizing that. But the questions that we ask are around paying a living wage, the ability to progress within the organization, especially for non-managerial positions, looking at your supply chain, looking at the ownership of your supply chain and where they're located, um, recognizing that's a really big influential area, Um, looking at your board and the diversity on your board, the diversity of your workforce as well, and then how you're trying to create that change. So whether that's recruitment, but also the policies and practices, flexible working, all these different elements that feed into kind of how you operate as a business. And then you've also got that business operations thing. So like, why do you exist? Uh, And rewarding businesses, obviously, to to create that change and to implement 
incredible things that have such a broader impact. And so whether that's open hiring, which uh, a lot of larger businesses are looking at doing. And I think the Body Shop has started a, a pilot of that in the in the US, but that came from Greystone Bakery, who have this incredible open hiring policy. So anyone who just turns up gets a job and they prove it. They don't need to see a CV. I think re- it's, it's a really great way of operating if you can, if that fits in your business model. But the other thing I think that we've touched on kind of two different areas and haven't really put them together, but this idea of climate justice And so how do we recognise the fact that the people who are most likely to experience the effects of climate change are the people least prepared and the people who least contributed? And so how do we influence that? And we encourage, um, we've written a playbook on it, so encouraging businesses to think about the role of climate justice and and what they're doing. We also talk about JEDI, so justice, equity, diversity and inclusion, recognising that equality, we talked about equality quite a lot, that actually equality isn't necessarily what people need it's equity and that's really important so there are lots of different areas but you know we do also lean on and reward people for being living wage accredited fair trade fair for life all of those certifications that are really important the climate justice playbook is a wonderful piece of work i would recommend anybody to to get that it i was really taken by the way it was laid out but also the way you brought to, to life the issues so that we could um, appreciate the issues we're facing and the impact changing them can have. Great piece of work. It was Charlotte Sewell was involved in that, I think, was it? Sorry. Charlotte Sewell was involved yes. in that. Yeah, Charmian Love as well oh, um, yes. and Kim Kipanis. And yeah, lots of our, <laughs> our team kind of leading on it. We actually, a B Corp in the US, Provoke, who also helped us with that as well. And I think one thing to say with that climate justice playbook is a recognition that we don't have all the answers. That playbook is not perfect and in fact has gaping holes in it which we recognize and we call it v1 um recognizing there's definitely some iterations to come but again just you know as much as we want to host and hold and signpost those conversations there's always more work to be done in those in those spaces and yeah it's great to have that conversation and to bring it to the front very thought-provoking which is a great thing and um it made my fair trade fortnight the best one yet because you know, B Corp and Fairtrade were together recognising that the issues that Fairtrade have been addressing in kind of social justice are so entwined with climate justice. And um, you, you start to see how unfair some of these things are, but also you can see with more clarity some of the solutions to, to, to the issues we're facing. So what strikes me about B Corp is not only do you have your certification and you have you know, a growing and energetic community, but you're also prepared to create initiatives like the playbook. And the most recent one, which we're just getting into now, is Boardroom 2030. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Yeah, never short of a playbook or an activation uh, kit, <laughs> for sure. Constantly, there's so many things that we're trying to do and tackle. And I think Boardroom 2030 was rooted at the fact of what well, the opportunity that comes with COP26 to some extent, which led us to think about what could we do and how can we show up in a way that's really relevant to the conversations that we're having. Um, so whether that's climate justice, whether that's governance, whether that's shareholder primacy. And Boardroom 2030 invites businesses to host a conversation and, and imagine that, that they're in 2030. And so what that means is thinking about the challenges that you might face in the year 2030 and actually how do you recognise that in the governance that you need to happen and the changes that need to happen within the business and how do you prepare. And so what we ask businesses to do is to rethink their board meetings 
So what's on the agenda? What's going to be relevant in 2030 that isn't necessarily as prevalent as it is today? And that could sometimes be like a physical representation of of the conversation. So if we talk about water, we talk about pollution, or we talk about um, supply chain, what's what's really going to be a big problem in 2030? Talking about who's going to be there. So is it actually the current board that you have? Or is it people with lived experience? Is it youth? You know, how do you channel those voices who aren't normally heard, who are going to be even more relevant in 2030? And then also kind of how decisions are made. Is it the normal decision making process that you have? Or actually, are there different ways of being maybe more democratic or actually led by by different voices and weighted differently? And we ask people to do that. You don't have to have a board to be able to have this conversation. And actually, it could just be a, a senior a management meeting. It could be actually a representation of pulling in youth into your decision making. And how does that show up for you? It could be just an extension of your board meeting. It could pivot it. It could be part of an away day. There's lots of different ways to interpret it. But at the root of this is recognising that governance is really, really important. And I think often we forget that it's the boring part. And this is bringing it to life and recognising that the decisions that you need to make today are the ones that are going to be relevant for the ones in 2030. And so what are the interim things that you need to do, but also just recognising that 2030 isn't that far away. And, and if you think about, we've got kind of encouraging businesses to create bold and ambitious targets and be net zero by 2030, which is incredibly challenging. The SDGs, that's another thing we haven't touched on. We've got the SDG Action Manager, which kind of enables businesses to understand their, their impact kind of towards the SDGs. So by identifying which SDGs you're working towards and how do you accelerate that action. But 2030 is a really poignant time. It's far enough away for us to create change and to, for that change to happen, but it's actually really quite soon. And if you think about it in the sense of children that are around today, Actually, it's scary because, you know, it's it's nine years, nearly eight. Yeah, I mean, I think when the SDGs were launched and ratified in New York and, and so on and so forth, we had a lot longer. And it's incredible, isn't it, how the last uh, six years have flown by and now we have nine left. The need for the kind of future thinking and then the action plans that um, get you there is it's just so easy for time to fly by. And I thought the Boardroom 2030 initiative that you're undertaking is great because it does get people to think about what's the world really like and do that in a kind of as you say a governance and leadership kind of context so really important that we we understand where we're heading and what it will be like before we've actually got there because it is just flying by the um business is key the, the legal system is also fundamental and the better business act is there as a, a critical initiative how do you see the way that the legal system needs to change and change rapidly? Many ways. <laughs> the legal system needs to change, but but the Better Business Act is is rooted in the legal requirement that businesses have to make when they certify as a B Corp. So in the UK, you have to amend your articles of association and submit that to companies' house and to us to say that you will consider stakeholder decisions when in the board and when making decisions. So that's at the heart of what we're trying to do is to encourage, and this kind of goes back to the, to the boardroom and the governance section, which is encouraging decision makers, people on the board to think about the wider impact that they're having and the influence that they have on the people and planet. And that's not to discount that. With profit, we recognise we're working with businesses here and they they just need to be laid out on the same plane rather than forgotten. And obviously enabling directors to bring that conversation and to think more holistically when they're having that. And so in the UK, we are fortunate because we have the Companies Act and 
within the Companies Act, we are able to insert an amendment that we ask businesses to do when they certify as a B Corp. And that's because we want them to consider stakeholder interests when making decisions. And that's really key. And so that enables a holistic decision making, It enables directors to question and ask at the board table because they've made that commitment, whereas before they might not have felt empowered to be able to have that conversation. Now, in the US, it was a slightly different story where shareholder primacy reigned supreme. And so they needed to implement legislation across the US to be able to do that. And it's done state by state. And so they've done that in 35 states. They've also done it in British Columbia and in Colombia and in Italy. Uh, There's a version of it in France. And I believe in Rwanda is also there's been changes happened. And I think there's quite a few other countries. So that it's happening all over the world is recognition that the role of business needs to change. And at the moment, to some extent, a business who operates with that is is kind of penalized because they recognize their responsibility and they're making more challenging decisions as a result of that. And so what the Better Business Act hopes to do is to switch the default for the way that businesses behave. And so the default is that they should have a material positive impact on people and planet rather than anything else. What we're asking for within the Better Business Act is is to recognise that, to enable a mandate that every business in the UK has to do that. And rather than they can just focus on shareholder returns, they need to have that consideration. And when you certify as a B Corp and you make that legal requirement, we also ask you to report on that positive impact that you've had year on year. And that's really key. It's a way to understand the actions that you've taken as a business to have that journey to becoming a, we used to use the phrase all the time, triple bottom line business so that people plan at profit. And I think that's really important. So the Better Business Act is a way for us to change the way that the businesses are run in the UK from a legal perspective. And it's cross-party. So we want as many businesses, organisations, supporters from either side or all sides to come together. And in fact, uh, our executive director has been on a party conference tour recently, uh, trying to talk to people from all sides to ensure that we have support to be able to create that change. Very good. I mean, it sounds hugely exciting and clearly gaining momentum across different parts of the world. And um, yeah, I mean, I remember doing a lecture at Imperial. I was trying to do a lecture a week because I I believe that talking to young people and trying to change the curriculum in in universities was a good idea. And um, I remember in Imperial, one of the students saying, doesn't it frustrate you that B Corps and social enterprise are the exception, not the norm? Shouldn't it be turned the other way around? And so that's exactly what you and the team are doing by um, embracing and pushing the business, Better Business Act forward. I agree. And I also think it's just a really interesting, I agree on kind of youth and, and engagement. I think that's a really amazing thing to commit to doing. I think that the challenge now from when we started, when we launched in 2015, 2016, 2017, we were the exception and society was kind of catching up. I think what's happened in the last couple of years is society's expectations of the way that business behaves are of a B Corp. You know, society expects business to look after its people, to have targets when it comes to the planet. And now there's their interesting thing of like, B Corps are doing really great, but we also need to improve and we need to ensure that businesses are constantly thinking about improving as businesses because the expectation of business has changed and therefore legislation also needs to catch up with that expectation of business as well. Isn't that fantastic? I I, I remember starting this uh, with Cafe Direct nine years ago and the world we live in felt very different and 
you know, to, to your point, there's definitely a realization by people that business's role is broader than just making money for a very small number of people. So no, it's, it's very exciting. I think um, still, as you say, loads to be done and quite a lot of complexity and no room for complacency. But no, it's, it's, it's amazing. Kate, you know, you clearly, from the moment you went to that party, that party at the beginning of Bcoin in the UK, you love every moment of this, don't you? What is it about this that's so exciting for you? When I met our former exec director, Katie Hill, to talk about the role, it was a three-day-a-week, um, six-month contract, and I was in a full-time job. And for me, my gut just said, this is the right decision. I had been looking for something like this, and when I heard it was launching in the UK, it was it was very clear for me. The opportunity that was there, and being a bit of an outlier, you know, challenging from the outside. My friends all thought I was crazy, and I would talk about this thing all the time, and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, Kate and her B Corp thing, never going to happen. You know, they worked in finance. And now they're like, Kate, so-and-so certified. And I'm like, I know, it's happening. Change is happening. And I think that's the most exciting thing, is seeing the shift that we've experienced in society and expectation and the number of businesses approaching us now to certify, which is a big problem for us, actually, is catching up. There's a long wait uh, for businesses to certify, which we wish there wasn't. But the reality is that there, there is and we're doing everything that we can to change that. We all need to come together and recognize it. And the opportunity was to build a community. And for me, to see these incredible businesses, people, leaders come together and share what they're doing in their own way and every business is different and their own challenges that they have, I think is really great. And we spent a lot of time celebrating that leadership. We're shifting a little bit of a gear, I think, at, at B-Lab, which is recognizing that no business is perfect. And although we've got this incredible leaders who are stepping ahead, they can always do more, they can always improve. And there needs to be some transparency with that as well, right? So talking really openly, which I think a lot of businesses don't. And so what we want to do is stand behind those businesses and, and give them the tools and the resources and highlight where they are, not, not necessarily that we have all the answers so that they can continue on that journey of improvement. And that provides the excitement for me, that ability to create create change and to be part of this energy that exists around the B Corp movement is is fab. It's clear that the amount of progress has been profound, but it's also clear that there's energy and determination to keep raising the bar and bringing people to the party. So no, it's wonderful to hear. Wonderful to speak to Kate. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us about B Lab and the incredible work of the B Corp movement. Thanks for listening. Until next time, goodbye. I'm not a, I'm not